0: what up everybody um I hope everybody had a happy new year there's a lot of good anime coming out this year the remake of Maroni Kenshin the remake of Trigon two of my favorites the end of Attack on Titan and then that supposedly a, a character from Boruto I mean the Naruto series will get their own official manga by the creators, and we get to pick any character we want from Gara to the most unlikely character. Like, in order for that to work, wouldn't you think okay, they should pick somebody like for me, it would be Asuma, but I don't know, like, I would want someone with more mystique. Maybe, um, uh, who's the insect guy? I forgot his name he was really popular in the beginning and then he kind of became like a joke character what was his name I used to be a big fan of his too what was his name you know Aburame that was his name bro he should get it because that guy was awesome at first but then he somewhat became kind of a joke I wonder why because he fights I want to say he fights Kankuro in the trees And he beats the buh breaks off of him, bro. But, yeah, don't pick Sasuke. Like, Sasuke's already getting his own story in Boruto from what I hear. Don't pick him. But that's all I got for you guys. Remember, follow me, Punch-In-The-Mouth Official, on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M. And then, launching soon, the new Substack page for Punch-In-The-Mouth. It's going to be awesome, guys. Make sure you subscribe. Peace, later. what up everybody first and foremost i want to wish everybody a happy new year i hope you had a merry christmas and happy hanukkah for all the jewish people out there anyway let's get into it so for this one since there's not a lot of mma activity going on other than the fact that bellator swept Ryzen five to zero on new year's eve I'm going to just ramble, and that's one thing I was thinking about doing this year, in the new year, is instead of one podcast a week, doing two podcasts a week, like, giving my opinions on things that are out, and then just rambling on things that I want to see happen. Like, for this podcast, the main thing I want to work on is fights I would like to see happen in 2023. For example, one would be Jorge Masvidal versus Nick Diaz. Now you're me, Adrian, you're absolutely insane. George would kill Nick in two rounds. Yes, I understand the last time we saw Nick, it wasn't the best. He wasn't in the, in the best of shape. But then after the fact, it came out that he had a bad neck. He had a bunch of health problems going in. That's why he looks so out of shape. But I also questioned that, right? Because I remember seeing pictures of him. Very fit. And then we got what we got. I don't know if something happened behind the scenes where they told him. Well, what they said was. If you take this fight right now, this is coming from his manager, she's agrees. He said, if you take this fight right now, we'll give you extra money, which is a tactic the UFC usually does. Like they'll mail him extra money and stuff like that, even though it's not in their contract. Number two, remember when he fought Anderson? He signed a three-fight extension. This is Nick I'm talking about. He signed that. So I don't know if this Robbie Lawler fight is the second fight off of that three-fight extension, and they're going to ice Nick for a little bit because... They're ready. Last night, like nate have been officially released from the ranking, so right now Nate is sitting just there. Like he put a picture on Instagram saying he's ready to fight, and I think he's training already, or he's just, according to the fact that he's getting ready to train. So I don't know, man. I don't know what's gonna happen there. But another fight I want to see happen is Francis Ngannou versus John Jones. I believe that's the biggest fight the UFC could make at this point in the heavyweight division, because from what I'm hearing. Stipe is considering retirement because he works as a firefighter and stuff like that, so he's considering retirement. Like what other fight is there to make? You're gonna make Curtis Blaze versus Francis for the fourth time after Fra- for the third time after Francis beat him twice? You're gonna make John Jones versus Curtis Blaze. That's a good fight right there by the way. You're gonna make Ciro versus Francis? Ciro hurt his hand. Something's wrong with his hand. Like what are you gonna do? The only fight to make at this point with Francis and Ganu is the fight with John Jones. Because like heavyweight is is a mess at this point. I mean we all saw what ha- what happened with Ian Brakovich and Magomed I was gonna say Izan I was like, what? He didn't fight him? It's Ian Kutislava, sorry. But anyway, there's the only fight to make, guys. Like what other fight is there? You wanna fight? Who do you want Francis to fight? If it's not John Jones, who do you want him to fight? I'll wait. You're not gonna give me an answer. Please don't say Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's in the WWE block alone um but yeah who else is it and like here's another thing if this fight goes down and Francis win what else is there left for him to do in the UFC can somebody tell me can somebody honestly tell me what is there left for Francis and Garner to do in the UFC if this fight goes down and he wins what is there left for him to do he's quote unquote knocked out the greatest heavyweight of all time and Stephen me he made it look easy with only like not even 20 fights to his name. I believe Francis isn't even got 20 fights if he does. He's like 18 and 2 at this point. I think I could be very wrong, right? But I'm about to check. He might be 20 and 2 for all I know. But like what else is there left for Francis to do? And sadly, um the heavyweight division has always been like somewhat shallow. It's not like lightweight where like there's a bunch of contenders. And he's 36, bro. He's not young. Francis is 17 and 3, so he's had 20 fights. He lost the two to Derek Lewis and Stipe. He already avenged one. And I believe he lost his debut. No, he lost his second fight. Zayumama Siise? mama That's how you say his name? Oyumana. Oyumana say I don't know who that is. That's who his second fight is, to where he lost. <laughs> Like what is there left for Francis to do after John Jones in MMA? We've all said the UFC is the pinnacle of MMA. Bellator, PFL, they all they got their fighters, but his general consensus that UFC is the pinnacle, right? Right? This is what everybody says. I've been trying to fight against it, but like this is what everybody says. So what is there? left for Francis to do because that was one of his contract disputes right that he wanted to go box and the issue was like nah son nah son nah son like what is there left for him to do after if he were to fight John Jones and beat him and by his restaurant what is there left for John Jones to do if you go in there and you beat the guy that everybody is afraid of I, I don't want to use the word afraid but there has been the likes of Cyril Gan, Stipe Miocic, Razzino, Rosenstrike. Junior Dos Santos, like, okay, go fight Zero. All you're gonna do is take him down and elbow his face in. Fight Rosenstrike, all you have to do is take him down and elbow his face in. But there is one thing I will tell you about John Jones that makes it exciting for him to go to heavyweight. He tends to make fights harder than what they need to be. Meaning, okay, Zero is a good stand up fighter, he'll fight Zero in the stand up just to prove that he could beat him. Meaning that he'll stand with Rosinho Rosenstrike, he'll stand with francis and ganu like john jones he could be blasting guys the way Khabib did take him down choke him smash him out but he has that thing that he he has to be able to beat them at their own game which i don't understand why another fight i want to see mike chandler versus conor mcgregor that is one of the biggest money fights you can make okay and these people holding on to chandler's ufc record i'm we're gonna look at it right now but i believe he's two and two if not he's Two and three, but if you guys look at it, he would—he those fights were close. All those fights he lost, they were close. Let's see, Mike Chandler is is getting into the UFC. He's one, one, two, two. He's two and three. He fought Dan Hooker. He beat him. He was beating the brakes off of Charles. Um, him and Gaethje were in a good fight, but Gaethje had control most of that fight, and he was winning. He beat Tony, and then he was. Doing well against Dustin, and then Dustin got him in a your naked choke. Mike was winning this fight. He was three minutes away from winning this fight. So to tell me Mike Chandler doesn't belong in the UFC, stop talking to me. Like please, just stop it, stop it, because he does. And you should make Conor McGregor versus Mike Chandler because that fight would be awesome. Oh my God, It'd be so good. What's another final? And then we're already getting Vogue versus Islam in February. What's another good fight? We're getting Brandon versus Iggy Figgy in January. And then this, again, these pay-per-view prices, they're starting to really irritate me, bro. Like, w- Mike Boham, I believe that's his name, from MMA Junkie, broke it down. If you want to watch all the UFC content with the $100 yearly ESPN plus fee that they're charging now, this year is going to be a $1,000. That's not including PFL that are starting to do pay-per-views. I wonder if that pay-per-view tank. does not including Bellator. If you want to get Showtime, which is another hundred dollars a year, and then Amazon Prime. How much is Amazon Prime? So a thousand dollars yearly cost. Amazon Prime is one hundred forty. Let's say a hundred. Okay, so that's two forty. That's a thousand two hundred forty. And then on top of that, add another. So that's almost $1,300 to watch almost all the elite MMA organizations because I'm adding the, the, um, PFL pay-per-views like, dude, come on. Like why doesn't ESPN just charge us? I don't know. Like, and again, it's cause the answer is they're losing money because think about it in the, just the pay-per-views themselves in the year. Cause I'm gonna, they're 13 events, right? So 80 times 13. Let's see, I'm gonna do it in my head. That's 24. That's 8, 9, 10. It's $104, right? 1000 a $1,040. i am like, what? Yeah, because, so that's, yeah. And you have to add the zero. Just in pay per views there this year, for the, anybody that buys all three, you're gonna spend $1,040. So just for the UFC, you're gonna spend. Eleven hundred and forty dollars is here to watch all their content on ESPN Plus, and then let's add another fifty for the. Actually, let's add a hundred because let's say PFL does two events. Okay, with, with all the UFC content and the two pay per view events for PFL at fifty dollars, that's twelve hundred and forty dollars plus the hundred. That's thirteen forty. Um, now I'm adding the hundred for Showtime for Bellator. Plus 139 for Amazon Prime. If my calculations are correct, you would, to watch all the elite MMA content this year, which include PFL, Bellator, and one championship, you'll spend about $1,500 just in MMA content. If you watch it through the proper channels, right? That is insane. Insane. That's criminal now that I think of it. Like, this is criminal. Like, what? All right, I need to talk about something else before I lose my mind. Like, this is crazy. This is going to be a short one because, again, there's not a lot going on. But we'll make it work. Um, Again, there was a sad story that happened over the holidays. UFC Hall of Famer, Stefan Bonner, dead at 45. He will be missed, Dana White says. Stephen Bonner died from presumed heart complications while at work, the UFC said in a news release on Saturday. (laughs) Stephen Bonner, a professional wrestler and Ultimate Fighting Championship Hall of Famer, has died. He was 45. Bonner died from presumed heart complications while at work, the UFC said in a news release on Saturday. Stephen Bonner was one of the most important fighters to ever compete in the Octagon, UFC President Dana White said in a statement. His fight with Forrest Griffin changed the sport forever, and he will never be forgotten, he added. Fans loved him, related to him, and he always gave them the best. He will be missed. Bonner first made a name for himself on the season of The Ultimate Fighter in 2005 when he was pitted against Forrest during the show's finale. Described by the UFC as being one of the greatest fights of all time, the battle earned Bonner a spot in the UFC Hall of Fame fight wing. In the years of honor, Bonner will go on to defeat other athletes among the likes of James Irvin, Keith Jardine, Krzysztof Shoshinsky, Igor Jack and Kyle Kingsbury, per the UFC, before ending his career with a 17-9 record. He also faced fellow Hall of Famer John Jones, Rashad Emmons, Mark Coleman, Anderson Silva, and Tito Ortiz, the organization added. After the news of his death was made public, various stars paid tribute to Bonner on social media. Stefan was a key piece of growth for our sport, retired UFC star Frankie Edgar tweeted. I remember watching him in force bellowing out and thinking, i got to try this out. R.I.P. to a true pioneer. R.I.P. to the American cycle, Stefan Bonner. I remember watching him and Anderson Silva, Jake Paul said. We lost a real legend. UFC commentator Joe Rogan wrote on an Instagram post, adding that Bonner will not be forgotten. Yeah, so it's sad, man. I remember watching this fight. Because I've told this story, I believe I've told this story on here before. So the way this worked is that the UFC were losing money, right? Like the ultimate fighter, for those that don't know, was there. Like if the ultimate fighter didn't work out, I wouldn't be doing this today. They wouldn't be on ESPN. They wouldn't be on none of that. But what did they do? They went on Mondays. At what time? Right after Monday Night Raw. Because their hope was people watching that would stay locked for the ultimate fighter that's how they would promote it and apparently according i don't know how true this is i have not spoken to anybody but that they had to get the okay from vince to put that show on right after raw went off the air because they go from like six At i mean at, at that time they would go from like six to on the east coast they would go it would go from 9 to 1105 during that time right so We would get the ultimate fighter from eleven to twelve. And then I would see the promotion and it's funny. I would see it. I would see it, but I wouldn't watch it. Until until they were it was leading up to Koshek versus Chris Levin. Like the promotion for that was hilarious. Like you see Chris punching out the window. You see Josh just antagonizing him. Like it's crazy, bro. So yes, thank you, Stefan. And then going into the finale. I was already hooked, so going in, and then what made it worse is that Diego stomps out Kenny Florian like, he beat the brakes off of him, and that apparently Dana White goes to the back and tells both of them, "So the guys, I need you to go out there and try to kill each other, I need you guys to go out there and try to kill each other, because it, it, was, it was at the Hard Rock Hotel, because, like, the UFC were bleeding money, like, they, if this didn't work, I'm telling you, like, these MMA podcasts would not exist without this one show happening the way it did. Like writing stories for MMA would not exist because apparently then the executives of Spike in a back alley, they made a deal to do season two and it took a while to do season two, but they did it. So Stefan, you will be missed. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see what other stories are out there. There is this one crazy. story: Bill Barone arrested in Mexico, allegedly killed his girlfriend, former mixed martial artist fighter has been arrested in Mexico for allegedly killing his girlfriend the prosecutor's office in the Pacific coast of State Nariate, said Wednesday. The office said the woman was found on January 1st in the beach town of San Fernando, just north of the resort of Puerto Vallarta. The officers identified the suspect only by his nationality, American and his first name in a statement, but a state official later confirmed his last name and said the initial hearing in the case would be held Monday. Baroni 36 is listed as a welterweight with a 15 and 18 record on the UFC website. Wow. The official report contains few details. Local media reported that a Mexican woman was found dead in a hotel room with bruises. According to the newspaper Tribuna de la Bahia, Baroni summoned police and said the woman had slipped and hit her head after he threw her into the shower. It was not clear if Baroni had a lawyer. Jesus, and you know that guy Jesse on fire? He was supposed to hug me with him. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. UFC's Dana White apologizes for physical altercation with wife. UFC President Dana White issued an apology Monday for a physical altercation between him and his wife that was captured on video during their New Year's Eve celebration in Cabo, Mexico. The video, published by TMZ, shows White, 53, and his wife Annie in a VIP area of a nightclub. Dana White can be seen in the video saying something to Annie White at which point she slaps him in the face. Dana White then slaps her bag before the two are quickly separated. Speaking to TMZ on Monday, Dana White apologized and said there are no excuses for what happened. You've heard me say over the years, there is never ever an excuse for a guy to put his hands on a woman, and now here I am on TMZ talking about it. White said, My wife and I have been married for almost 30 years. We've known each other since we were 12 years old. We've obviously been through some shit together. We've got three kids. This is one of those situations. Is That's horrible. I'm embarrassed but it's also one of those situations that right now we're more concerned about our kids. We have three kids and obviously since the video popped up, we've shown the kids the video and we're more focused on our family right now. I'm literally making no excuses for this thing at all. It's never happened before. It's the first time it's ever happened. People are going to say what they're going to say and it is what it is. Whatever people say is deserved. I deserve it. In a separate statement provided by TMZ. Anyway also said it was an isolated incident. Anyway, and I have been married for almost thirty years, she told TMZ. Say this is out of character for him is an understatement. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Unfortunately we were both drinking too much on New Year's Eve and things got out of control on both sides. We've talked this through as a family and apologized to each other. I just hope people will respect our privacy for the sake of our kids. Why and his family have lived in Las Vegas, where he has served as president of the UFC since 2001. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I mean, what is there to say that? Like, he, he's taking it head on. And I've read on Twitter, well, how is Dana White not canceled? This, this, and that. First of all, I believe us as a society have given a lot of power to cancel culture. But that's all I'm going to say about it. Because then they're going to say I'm an Andrew Tate supporter, which I'm not. And then fight news. Jeff Neal, Shaq Kat rebooked for UFC 285. The UFC has rebooked a welterweight matchup between Jeff Neal and Shaq cat for UFC 285 on March 4th. Multiple sources told ESPN. The 170-pound bout will take place in Las Vegas. It was a rigid scandal for UFC fight night on January 14th. But Neil was forced to withdraw due to an injury. According to sources, Neil's injury was minor and he hoped that he would keep the matchup together. Raghmarov of Kazakhstan took a jab at Neil on social media when he was forced to pull out. Accusing the fighter of being all talk, Neil quickly responded that he was injured and challenged Raghmarov to accept a later date. Neo of Dallas is on a two-fight winning streak that includes victory over Santiago Ponte and Vicente Duque. The 32-year-old has been open about has been open to fight open to a fight against Ragmarov who is considered one of the top lesser known prospects in the division. Ragmarov is 16-0, 4-0 in the UFC with four finishes. Neo and Ragmarov are number seven and number ten in the waterway rankings in the UFC respectively. And then as I said, I'm gonna end with this. Like I said, I don't have a lot. So if you watch MMA outside the UFC, you know that Ryzen was going to do a cross promotion with Bellator. I'm going to end with this. I don't like to say I knew, but I had a feeling that the Bellator talent was better than the Ryzen talent. And that's not to say Ryzen doesn't have a good talent. For example, they had some a guy named Yuri Prohaska. I don't know if you've heard of it. They had a guy named, what was his name? The, the light heavyweight champ. He was supposed to buy Yoel Romero. Vadim Nenkov. I can't, I can't even remember his name. They had Valentin Moldovsky. I mean, so they've had talent in Ryzen, okay? Because for whatever reason, even though Ryzen brings this onto themselves, they're they're kind of seen as a joke promotion. Even though the guy that runs it is the guy that used to run Pride. And then a lot of stuff has come out about Pride. But anyway, going back to my original thought. Bellator, in my opinion, had the better talent, so they went 5-0. So... My only question here is when is the UFC going to do it? Why can't the UFC and Bellator come to an agreement? Or the UFC do it with PFL? They're, they're on the, they have the same broadcasting partner in ESPN. Now, I'll tell you my opinion why. Here's my opinion. My opinion why is if one of these guys loses from the UFC, because Dana already has it, the UFC already have it, how they want it. They already have the masses believing the UFC is the best. Dana goes out there and takes the risk. There's no reward. There's only risks. Because Dana's already proven the UFC is the best without really having to prove it. Because if you look at it, they bought pride. And then some of their more recent champions and bigger stars came from Strike Force. Case in point, Ronda Rousey. Case in point, Jorge Masvidal. Case in point, Nick Diaz. Even though you're going to tell me Nick was already... A major star leaving the UFC no he wasn't like his stardom like the the hunger I guess you could say to see him fight in the UFC against against the best is when he was murking guys left and right in strike force because that's when that dude came into his own case in point Daniel Cormier the only guy they can never sign was Fedor Emelianenko or Fyodor who's fighting on February 9th at the forum so my point is, when am I going to say, a cr- I understand Dana doesn't have to do it, so he's got all the talent, <laughs> but there's this guy named AJ McKee, Usman Ramago Madoff, Patricio Pitbull. There are these guys that could be like, hold up, Dana, hold up, Dana. Like, could you imagine a fight between, them? well, let's say the winner of Josh Emmett and Yair Rodriguez versus Patricio Pitbull, or even against Max Holloway, and even if Patricio barely wins, like, damn, Nah, well, he would have to convince me man. And for a while, we'll put Douglas Lima out, up there, but no disrespect to Douglas. His last two performances haven't really convinced me of that anymore. But there's AJ, there's Usman Armaga Madoff. Who else? There's Vadim. The heavyweight division doesn't really entice me. Like, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The UFC does have the apex of the heavyweight division right now. The addition of John Jones, Well, with that being said, there's still other divisions, right? Like, I know Yamaguchi used to fight in the UFC, but he used to fight at Flyweight. Look at what he's done in bantamweight recently, even though he had. But even Patchy Minks, look at Patchy Minks. I thought Patchy Minks was gonna lose to Yamaguchi and not Mago Madoff, and he beat both of them. So, and now he's in the final against, and then Rafi Anstan is another one. Like, why can't I get these fights? And that's the reason why Dana White has already proven that he's the best without really having to prove it. Because if one of these guys loses, it puts doubt in, not the hardcore mind, not the hardcore fan's mind, but the the non-hard, I don't like using the word casual because it has a negative connotation. The people that only watch the UFC, because then the UFC will lose viewership. Then, like, let's say AJ goes in there and head kicks Islam's head off. I'm just saying because he's fighting at lightweight right now. Let's say he does that. People are going to start going to look for AJ's. So they might not watch the UFC when it comes to that because they'll say something like, oh, well, AJ McKee's not fighting here, so why am I watching? I believe that's why the UFC won't do it. That's my opinion on it. But that's all I got for you guys. Happy New Year. Again, I'm going to try to do two podcasts a week in 2023. Let's see how it goes. Also, going to update the YouTube channel more. And I'm going to start a Substack page. So follow me there. I'll leave the links on social media. Punch in the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Tell your friends, please. Peace.